Hour News. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. This is the Midday News for Friday, September 2nd. In the headlines, attorney Tiani Behanzen alleges there's a preponderance of influence of politics in Dominica's judicial system that undermines the core of democracy in the country. Nurses at Sir Lester Bird Medical Center in Antigua have taken their concerns to the media, claiming that a toxic workplace is destroying their mental health and tearing their families apart. And a CBS News investigation found that online threats targeting federal authorities in the U.S. spiked after the FBI search at former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. Get the funds you need now, just in time for back to school with Courts Ready Cash. Plus, if you apply before October 3rd, you will be entered for a chance to win your loan free. That's right, when you take a loan for school expenses from Courts Ready Cash, you could be the lucky winner of up to $10,000 of your loan amount. Also, when you visit us during the month of August, you may receive free gifts like back to school essentials, gift vouchers, Courts Cash, Radio Shack coupons, and much more. More. Visit your nearest courts or ready cash location or apply online at readyfinancecaribbean.com. Conditions apply. Courts ready cash. We are ready when you are. Offer ends October 3rd. There is a preponderance of influence of politics in our judicial system that undermines the core of democracy. Attorney at Lord Tiani B. Hansen, speaking as a special guest on NJAM's information series, spoke to the issue of crime in Dominica and the growing influence and impacts it has on all sectors of the society. B. Hansen shared the view that with opaque modes of functions, issues of ethics and influence will continue to perpetuate crime. There is a preponderance of uh, influence of politics within, one, the courts, uh, by the very way that the courts, uh, the judges are appointed, that by the very way that the, those sitting on the, on, the, on the high court bench sits, those sitting at the, at the court of appeal um, level sits. And now we have the CCJ. There, there is the need, when we have been talking and talking about trying to clarify the political influence over the judiciary. And in any, in any mature democracy, the judiciary must be independent from the political um, machinery of the state in the various states in these countries. And also the issue of governance. And that's where the trouble is. And, and once you are immature, once you are not able to differentiate between these various different functions and elements of the state, then you're, you're going to run aground with, uh, with issues of ethics. You're going to run aground with issues of, um, issues of, uh, of influence and, um, and, and general interference. Attorney Tiani Behanzen, victory favors the prepared and sports is no exception. This view reflects true to veteran sports coach and trainer Emmanuel Loblack speaking on last evening's sports rap program as it relates to Dominica's athletes needing proper training facilities. Loblack sought to paint the stark reality of the lack of training facilities for the youth as it relates to not only sports and recreation, but also giving Dominican athletes an international standard of competitive training to better represent the country on the world stage. 
Now we have lost Grand Bay, we have lost Windsor Park, we have lost Marigot. The only place you have is Portsmouth, where you, 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 you have to be begging, even in Windsor Park, you have to, you know, hoping that you, you can get it. So you are, you, you are being shot, changed all around. But if you have this track, I can tell you about it, no matter where it is being built, you have to build it. And I don't want anything that is being, you, know, you, you have to build something properly for today, tomorrow and beyond. And also, when you win those things, you can have a weight room. You must have a weight room. That's a key component in sport development. It is not a team, it's not football, cricket, where you have a league. You need to have meat. That's the only way, that's your yardstick for development, if you're making any improvement for the year. Because there's a lot of training on any, it's an individual sport. You have pre-season, off-season, you have season training. It takes a lot. And the more meat you have, if you have this track, you could have a lot of meat in Dominica. Then you have in terms of, you know, you do your your own time trial for your for your own athletes, you know, where they are. But it's very important to have a 400 meter track because you compete on a 400 meter track. You have your lane and the athletes will know how to run in lane. They won't get disqualified by running on, you know, on the line. Sports coach and trainer Emmanuel Black. National Security Minister Raven Blackmore has commended the Dominica Police Force for their work in recovering 28 illegal firearms or pistols and for the arrest of two suspects. The actions of the police officers, he says, exemplify the highest qualities and ideals that is expected from all officers. Policing is a very challenging job. It therefore entails striking a balance between being a guardian and a warrior, all in an effort to protect and serve. We now have 28 less illegal firearms off the streets. Let me also add that the effort of the police is just one aspect of the overall fight of ridding our streets of illegal firearms. The courts, the family setting, and society in a whole must be active participants of that fight. Blackmore says to date, five extra machines at a cost of $2.5 million have been procured for various ports of entry. He says later this year, a new police vessel with improved capabilities and capacity will be added to the Coast Guard unit. Just recently, $2.7 million was spent to reconstruct the jetty at the Coast Guard base. These investments have been made in an effort to strengthen our borders against firearm smuggling another illicit activity. We all have a part to play in making our country safer and better. National Security Minister Raven Blackmore. 20 scholarships were given to meritorious kids who will start their secondary school journey in September by the Dominica Cooperative Society's League Limited. According to President of the League, Lorena Vidal-Telemark, families will be able to make a significant impact on their futures thanks to the 22 scholarships and bursaries. The school fees, books, stationery, uniform allowance in the first and third years, Computer allowance and test fees will all be covered by the scholarships and bursaries for the students. The general manager of the League of Phoenix Belfield says it's an exciting effort for the League to recognize these children and support their academic endeavors. Really exciting once we begin the process of uh, interviewing, for example, when to arrive at the selection of candidates, uh, we would go and visit the homes of those persons who are there and we would get an idea as to what is, what is their situation at home. And sometimes it's very heart-wrenching for, uh, particularly for my staff who would do the visit, to actually go and see the situation of need. So we're really happy uh, to be able to contribute in a very small way uh, to this 
the efforts and the future of the children here. And it is our expectation that, although small, that will go a long way in alleviating your financial plight and that you'll be able to focus on your education, focus on, the, on your schooling, focus on being disciplined, focus on doing what is right, not following bad company, and to ensure that the next five years of your life uh, becomes the hallmark of your... Mr. Phoenix Belfield. According to Thomas Leta, General Secretary of the Dominica Public Service Union, the public service is not as bad as some people claim, based on the experience they gained while interacting with the public sector. Leta added that many people should remember the public officers who are doing exceptionally well. He was speaking on the DPSU program earlier this week. The public service is not as bad as some people are saying. Yes, certain people may encounter some bad experiences. But let us please remember the number of public officers who are performing exceptionally well, who will go beyond the call of duty to provide service to you. The number of public officers even under difficult situation in unfavorable working conditions or under unfavorable working conditions will assist. And in every field, in every profession, there are people who will not perform to the best of their ability. Anything, whether we're talking about teaching, we're talking about policing, we're talking about the health services, wherever. He says when these people worked in the public sector, there were certain things about them that no one knew about. And over time, they developed an attitude that was not in the best interest of others. When those people were employed, there might be, there may have been certain things about them that nobody was aware of. Over the years, some of them may have developed certain things that are not in the best interest of certain people. But let us do not use certain experiences to really... Um, rank the public service as being bad or poor and that people are not performing because i can say to you that there are some very 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 good um public officers and in all all fields even on the political field everywhere you go while there are some bad ones in everything every field every occupation you have some good people dpsu general secretary thomas slater Daniel Luge, MP for the Roseau North constituency, urged all Dominicans and Caribbean residents to be fully prepared because, according to historical trends, September is the peak of hurricane season and advised them to stock up on dry goods and canned food. He was speaking on the Workers' Voice program last night. It's September 1. You know, as I said, you know, when you look at the trend of hurricanes, mm. September is really peak period, so... We're calling on all Dominicans wherever you are. If you live listening from the rest of the Caribbean, you know, be in full gear to, yeah. you know, to prepare yourselves. Make sure you stock on dry goods like biscuits and canned goods, um, your storage tanks, your drums. Ensure that you fill them up. Because even if we're not hit directly by a hurricane, mm. you know, you find in the hurricane season you have challenges with water sometimes the right. you know the water company Dowasco will um shut down water if to protect yeah yeah to ensure if the water is dirty yeah. so you want to make sure that you store enough water like for about three days you know until the water is restored so these are some of the preparations that we like you to 
Lugie added that families should have a plan in place and make sure that everyone in the household is aware of it. He emphasized the importance of having a radio and batteries to stay up to date on weather reports. And I, as I said, you must have a plan in place and everyone in the household, both seniors and children, must know of that plan. Where is the safe house? Where is the hurricane shelters? Where is a safe room in, in the, the house, house, you know, yeah. and that, that sort of thing. Make sure you have touch light, radios, batteries in place for folks who... Transistor radios. Transistor eh? radios <laughs> for folks with challenges like diabetes and other entities. You have to ensure that in the hurricane season you have extra tablets yeah. and well packaged. So in the case of a hurricane, you know, you can, you have enough supplies to take you through yeah. in that period. Daniel Lugay, MP for the Rosa North constituency. Minister with Responsibility for Adult Education, Greta Roberts, says recognizing the importance of adult education, special emphasis has been placed on adult literacy and as such, the division frequently organizes and implements a variety of programs, both skills and academics. These include literacy training, skills training, community education, parenting skills, and development of learning centers. September is being observed as Adult Education Month under the theme Quality and Inclusion, Education for Sustainability and Resilience. Let me take this opportunity to highlight the accomplishments and extend commendations to the staff of the Adult Education Division for the exceptional work ethic and for the provision of programs to the people of Dominica for many years. The academic courses offered by the division have provided our many participants with a second chance at learning, an opportunity that not too long ago seemed unattainable. Literacy programs offered to both nationals and non-nationals who possess the desire to improve their language skills or gain the core skills needed to obtain a high school level education has transformed the lives of many who can attest to this. Minister with Responsibility for Adult Education, Greta Roberts. And cannabis as a viable source of income or economic and agricultural diversity can become a reality if appropriate legislative changes are made and the right systems are put in place. Cannabis is now emerging as one of the most lucrative and diverse sources of economic growth on the international market and countries and continents alike have all invested heavily in the multi-billion dollar industry. Cannabis has also proven to be a key element in the medicinal, tourism, economic, agriculture cultural and manufacturing growth industries now rising across the board for many countries. Ras Salar Adisa Trotter, agriculture officer and member of WinCOP, highlighted on the Youth on Q program on Q95 Thursday the importance of taking on this challenge as many others have beginning with new legislation. The legislation actually the, in place, you know, all we're looking at now is to amend it. It was it was amended back in 2020. They about where they allowed, in, because before it was 15 grams that right. was allowed, and then they amended to make um, 28 grams, one ounce allowed. But the legislation was always there. It's just how we amend it to suit our existing needs. So, for example, processors cannot operate on 20 yeah, dollars. Yeah. They will need more than that. So the amendments in, in our discussion is that, what is it we're looking at? Because in any legalized system, 
it's not just open, you know. You can't, like, as I'm a cultivator and a producer, you can't just go about producing tons of cannabis, you know, under a license system. All these things have to be managed well. So if I'm going to produce 50 pounds of cannabis for the year, it has to be traced. It has to be a closed system in where you can see where those 50 pounds are going to. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that we have to bring out on the table when we look at amending our existing laws. Meantime, Dr. Almario Casimiro, Disaster Risk Management Coordinator for the Ministry of Agriculture and fellow member of WINCOP, explained that for many, the main areas of interest and concern range from the recreational use of the cannabis plant to its use as edibles to textiles and clothing, all of which would bring into question quantities of raw material for production supply for rapidly growing demand. And yes, the, on the books, it has always been observed that within our current legislative framework that medical practitioners and pharmacies were able to operate under what? the purview of the minister. So the minister has the authority to offer a medical doctor or a pharmacist a license to dispense and to practice. So the cannabis, the medical cannabis industry was never, never an area of contention. You know, What is actually spurring all that revolution there is the dynamics that the recreational use has taken. And we are not talking about recreational use looking at smoking, splits and stuff like that. We are talking about value-added products, for example. We are talking about about non-alcoholic beverages, we are talking about um, ice creams, gummies, we are talking about edibles and consumables. Even further afield, we are talking about clothing and textile, the development of hemp clothing and stuff like that. The recreational use is not traditionally looking at, you know, there's this euphoric high. You know, we are looking about product development, value addition in terms of non-traditional areas. And that in itself there has been stirring up, you know, the whole revolution. In other news this afternoon, several nurses employed at the Sir Lester Bird Medical Center in Antigua have taken concerns ranging from preferential treatments to personal safety to the media after what they said are repeated attempts to get redress from the Ministry of Health. A letter sent to the Observer and endorsed by around a dozen nurses described the hospital as a cult, claiming only certain staff are allowed to do as they please. They say the scales are not balanced and haven't been so for a very long time. These healthcare practitioners claim they are exposed to COVID-infected patients and are expected to provide nursing care without knowledge of a patient's diagnosis. They allege that when a positive COVID test result is received, the favored staff are asked to remain home and isolate while the remainder are required to care for the infected person. Payment is another bone of contention for these nurses who claimed that some received payments for caring for COVID patients, while others who cared for the same patients did not. And a CBS News investigation found that online threats targeting federal authorities spiked after the FBI search at former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge reports. Law enforcement and security sources tell CBS News the surge in credible online threats against the FBI and federal judges is spilling over with real-world consequences. After the FBI executed the search warrant in Mar-a-Lago, Protests swelled outside the resort, and explicit threats surged online. Was the search of Mar-a-Lago a tipping point? I I believe so. As a cyber threat investigator, Simon, who asked us not to use his last name for security reasons, searches online for domestic terror threats, sharing his findings with federal law enforcement. We're seeing a major uptick in threats. Any public figure 
is, is a viable target for these people, and it, it knows no political affiliation. Simon and his team at the Washington-based research group Memory compiled this 90-page report, most content too graphic for broadcast. Some of the terms are FBI or scum, three-letter agencies need to be cleansed, eliminated, they'll die for treason. Yes. This is really serious language. We're seeing threats like this on a daily, hourly basis. There's a very real risk of law enforcement officers being hurt or killed as a result of these threats. Within days of the Mar-a-Lago search, authorities say 42-year-old Ricky Shiver, wearing body armor and carrying an AR-15-style rifle, tried to breach the FBI visitor center in Cincinnati before he was killed in a standoff with authorities. Is the attack on the FBI in Cincinnati the new normal? I think so. I think it's, it's moving in that direction. Threats now go beyond law enforcement to federal judges. Threats are real. People really have intent to harm folks, uh, and they will, they will carry it out. Roberto Robinson is deputy director of the U.S. Marshal Service. His team protects more than 2,700 federal judges, including Bruce Reinhardt, who signed off on the FBI's Mar-a-Lago search warrant. Was this a case where as soon as people knew who the Florida judge was, the threat started? Yes. So it was almost immediate? Absolutely. Robinson told us Reinhardt's address was posted online, a tactic called doxing. Is it one of the leading concerns with federal judges? I would say so, yes. This is the first time cameras have been inside the intelligence center the marshals launched last year to track online threats. Before this, we didn't have it, and it was almost reactive, which is not good, especially in today's climate. So we have taken a proactive approach. In June, 26-year-old Nicholas Roski was charged with attempted murder after allegedly traveling to Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home with a Glock handgun, ammunition, and zip ties. He pleaded not guilty. There was a real risk of harm oh, to Justice Kavanaugh. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. We're thankful that we were in a strategic location in which we were able to stop anything before it happened. A madman who I believe was targeting me because of my position as a federal judge came to my house. Two years ago, the son of a federal judge in New Jersey was murdered at her home. Congress considered increasing funding to pay for more deputy marshals, but the bill stalled. Do you have what you need to protect federal judges? I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't say we didn't need anything, but we were doing the best we can with what we have now. Do you feel stretched then? We are pretty thin right now. We are trying to get academy classes through so we can bring on more deputy marshals, but we could definitely use more help for sure. Given the already elevated threat, the Marshal Service told CBS News they often see an uptick in online chatter during elections, and the midterms are only two months away. And that's the midday news, but first a recap of the headlines. Attorney Tiani Bihazin alleges there's a preponderance of influence of politics in Dominica's judicial system. Nurses at Celeste Bird Medical Center in Antigua have taken their concerns to the media, claiming that a toxic workplace is destroying their mental health and tearing families apart. And a CBS News investigation found that online threats targeting federal authorities in the U.S. spiked after the FBI search at former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. I am Kimberly Benjamin.